Hey, something I did not know. Tell me. There's a very good chance that Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are brothers. Are brothers? Brothers. What? No, half-brothers. Yeah, half-brothers. half-brothers. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, crazy, right? So ah. Woody Harrelson has told Matthew McConaughey to get a DNA test, but uh, they were together with Matthew McConaughey's mum at one point, and Woody Harrelson was like waxing lyrical about his dad. He regretted not having a stronger relationship with his father. Side note, Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman. The hitman dad, yeah. The hitman yeah. dad. Um, and he was waxing lyrical about how he, he wished he'd had a better relationship with him. And then Matthew McConaughey's mum's like, oh, I knew your father. In the biblical sense. And then if you think about it, they look alike. <sighs> Similar. Mm. Similar. This is a great story. I'm just going to say, I think if they are indeed half-brothers, it's fair to say that uh, Matthew McConaughey got the looks. Oh, yeah. Would be my preferred. Kia ora, this is Newsboy. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. Mekawhaitere jumps waka but stays in Parliament. What's happened and what does it mean for this year's election? We also might be paring down the barrel of a recession, but that doesn't mean you should give up hope of finding your dream job. The USA could run out of money in less than a month's time. That is a real sentence, I promise. But Brad Olson's here to chat about what that means and whether we should be worried. And the Queen Consort takes advantage of being Queen Consort by swapping out the jewels in her crown. How lovely for her. We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. There's really only one place to begin today, and that's with Mika Whaitere, the MP for Ikaroa Rafati and lead minister, or was lead minister, for the Hawke's Bay recovery, who, in a bombshell announcement, uh, jumped ship, resigning from the Labour Party, and in a schmozzle of events yesterday, has now ended up being an independent MP in Parliament. Yes, schmozzle being the correct scientific term for what happened. She's also announced her intention to stand for the Māori Party, Te Pāti Māori, at this year's election. The news came seemingly out of the blue for everyone, and by everyone that includes the Labour Party and Prime Minister Chris Hipkins, who reportedly found out hours after the fact because he was mid-air heading to the King's coronation in the UK when the news broke. Well, joining us now to analyse this whole situation and explain why all of this actually matters is uh, Victoria University political scientist Dr Lara Greaves. Kia ora. Kia ora. What a day. <laughs> what a day, yeah. Well, I mean, first off, Lara, can you, kinda, can you explain in sort of normal language here what exactly has happened? So at the moment, there are seven Māori electorates and they're contested by the Labour Party, which is, you know, the government, and the Māori Party, Te Pāti Māori, who seeks to represent Māori and be a kaupapa Māori voice in Parliament. Um, and so what's happened is, heading into the election in October, in one of the safe Labour seats, um, Māori seats, Ikaroa Rafati, Mika Whaitere, who's a minister outside of Cabinet, so a big deal but not the biggest deal, has decided to 
change parties pretty much. She's kind of done with Labour and decided to switch to Te Pāti Māori. Why do you think Mika Whaiteri made this decision? Well, it's really hard to figure out. So the first thing that I'd warn everyone about Māori politics is we don't know what's happened unless you're like in that electorate, you're in that rohe and you're like into politics every day. You don't necessarily know. A lot of people have said that Mika Whaiteri has struggled to get back into Cabinet. So she mm. was earlier accused of assaulting a staff member and never has managed to get back into cabinet and kind of grab those portfolios when more junior people have come up past her. The other thing that people have said, and this is what she has said, you know, her own words, is that, you know, she's wanting to kind of return to maybe more Māori values, more Māori politics, and go to Te Pāti Māori. Lara, um, who cares? Like, why does this matter to normal people? Is this just politics nerd stuff? I think there's a couple of people who it could matter to. If you're in the Māori electorates, which you can now switch between the Māori role and general role if you're of Māori descent, if you're a Māori voter, this has kind of repercussions in Māori politics. It shows that those seven Māori electorates are going to be a big, big close battle and there's going to be a lot of arguments about what's best for Māori. So that's one thing if you're a Māori voter. If you're just a general person who kind of like, you know, you're a Pākehā just out there in the world, don't really think about politics. Well, this is really crucial because every poll shows that Te Pāti Māori will hold the balance of power in the next, next um, going into the next coalition agreements after the election. This Māori politics, although it might seem niche, it could come down to how many seats the Māori Party has as to whether Labour governs or National governs. So it could change the government, which could change policies and could change your life. Lara Graves, thank you so much for your time and your insight. We're going to talk employment now because the state of employment in New Zealand is not that bad. No, the latest figures here have unemployment at about 3.4%. That's down from the highs at the end of COVID. In fact, StatesNZ refers to it as historic lows, which sounds good on the surface. But so many people have been throwing around that R word lately, recession. So what do you do if you want to find a job in a recession? Well, Matt Tollich from Trade Me is with us. Hey, Matt. G'day, team. How are you? So good. Uh, Recessions and job hunting don't usually go together. So what's the best way to make sure you don't end up out of work in a recession? Yeah, so I I think, first of all, it's a little bit different this time. Usually we see... uh, job listings plummet on site in a recession. That's because business confidence kind of dries up and everyone gets a bit nervous. But job listings on site are actually um, pretty solid at the moment. And that's because of immigration and, you know, us, we didn't have enough people coming into into the country and we had a bit of a shortage. And so Kiwis can feel pretty confident to still be looking for jobs right now. There is a skill shortage. Uh, In our last quarter, salaries were at a record high, which again, kind of bucks the trends of what you'd usually see in a recession. Um, So yeah, it is actually still a great time to be out there looking. Do you have a sense of how severe this recession is going to be, particularly with reference to the job market? Or is that something that it's kind of like, you have to wait and see what happens? Definitely have to wait and see what happens. I think it is different this time. Mm. In 2008, we had job listings down, you know, 25%. Uh, if we look back to FY19 versus us now, it's it's down 7%. Um, so it's not that massive spike. And so just in terms of the job market, because of the shortages here in New Zealand, um, you know, I think the Reserve Bank would like to see an unemployment increase, um, but it's just we're not seeing it right now. 
Does that mean that should someone lose their job during the recession because of the skill shortage, they might be able to jump straight into something or it's not going to be too difficult to find a new job? That's correct. That's what we're we're seeing and hearing from customers. Um, Kiwi should be really confident that they should be out there applying for roles. I think usually in a recession, everyone gets a little bit nervous and, hey, I need to keep my job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a really, really tough time right now. But what we're seeing is quite the opposite. And I think Kiwi should have confidence, you know, update their CV and apply for some roles and go for an interview. People are often scared to do that. But hey, there's, there's, there's no hurt in that. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Matt Tolich. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks, team. Do you know anyone looking for a job at the moment? I mean, I'm looking for a job at the moment. Are we Are we recording? Here we are. Ah. Um, oh, you're being funny. <laughs> are we? Or, uh, yes, I know lots of people who are looking for jobs at the moment. Uh, that might be an age thing, though, you know? Mm. Um, sort of late 20s, early 30s, intermediate point of your career, always looking to take that step up. But, I mean, you know, it is, it is a... If I wasn't in already in my dream job, I would probably feel a bit trepidatious heading into a recession looking for a, a new one, you know? Yeah, but Matt's given it. Matt seems to be very confident about it all. So let us know if you're looking for a job and how that job search is going. Was it easy? Was it hard? Is it easy? Is it hard? Email us, newsball at stuff.co.nz, and uh, we'll put a wee thing on the Instagram as well, newsballnz. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff, wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the USA, the land of plenty, the land of hope and glory. Well, there is one tiny problem looming. Uh, The US is fast approaching a crisis over federal finances, aka, as the headlines read, the US could run out of money. <laughs> Which isn't the most intuitive sentence. Do we end it there? Do we just hang up? That's it. That's newsable for today. That's it. Yeah, the US is running out of money. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good luck. Don't think through the implications <laughs> of that. Uh, no, there are implications, and obviously the actual situation is more complicated than that. So here to explain all of this to us is Inframetrics CEO Brad Olson. Kia ora, Brad. Kia ora. What's going on here? Well, look, the US decided a long time ago that they wanted to make sure they had a bit of a limit on just how much uh, the government could do without going back to the people's representatives to go back to Congress, uh, and therefore they've got a debt limit. The laws say they can only borrow a certain amount of money as a federal government, and if they want to go above that, they've got to go back to Congress, they've got to go back to the equivalent of our parliament and say, hey, guys, I'd like a bit more spending money, uh, please, if you will. Now, of course, because the US is so hyper-politicised, these sort of conversations become a lot more nitty-gritty. So their debt limit is, get this, 31.4 trillion US dollars. That's a fair whack of cash. The issue is, back in January, they effectively hit it. Why should we care about this? Well, 
basically because the US economy is such a huge part of the global economy. Uh, you know, what their currency does influences everyone's trade around the world. Uh, they are the world's largest economy in of themselves. And a lot of the financial markets, of course, take a real lead from that. So one of the reasons that everyone's so worried about the US hitting their debt limit is if they don't raise it soon, at some point they're not going to be able to pay back the money that they've previously borrowed. Because in the US, they continue to run budget deficits. So they are borrowing more money each and every year to pay off the loans that they took out the year before. If all of a sudden the US does default and they say, actually, no, we're not paying you out. We, we had an IOU and we decided uh, you know, that we're just not going to honour it. Then people go, well, the US government's way riskier. You know, They might not repay me in the future. Therefore, if I'm going to loan the money, they're going to have to pay a pretty penny for it. They're going to have to pay more of a premium. So you'd see borrowing costs go up. You'd probably see a, a, a recession uh, in the US start to come through more than you've currently got it because all of a sudden the cost of doing business, the cost of borrowing would go up. And then it would explode. Well, you sort of worry about it. I mean, let's be real, it, it hasn't happened before, but like this is bad, bad news. <laughs> for, for the likes of us, it would mean that, again, you know, we look at this major trading partner, 300 million people, they can't even pay their bills. Um, how good of a partner are they if they go out to dinner and then they say, hey, actually, can you get it tonight? I'm just, I'm a little bit short on cash. Uh, the worry, I think, is that for the US, they go through this every now and then it, and it turns the entire sort of economy uh, in, into the spins. Well, on the bright side, at least we have a coronation to distract us from the imminent meltdown of the global economy. Brad Olson from Infometrics, thanks for your time. Thank you. Wouldn't it be nice to have so many diamonds? You could just swap them out, swap them around, like a swatch, I guess, um, for your crown. Yes, as a lover of both diamonds and a person with many crowns, I would love that. I would love to be able to do that. Many crowns. Yes, many crowns. Yeah, I have a crown room. Of course, I'm talking about Camilla for the coronation this weekend. Obviously, a big day for her, big day for her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's swapped out one big chunky diamond in the crown she's wearing for three other diamonds. She just thought, I'll get rid of that one. I'll just thread, just thread a few different ones. I am relieved that diamonds are still a focal point of the coronation because England and the UK more broadly, of course, is famous for its production of diamonds, isn't it? Famous, famous. Yeah. Uh, production of? Well, yeah, you know, so many diamonds are mined in the UK every year, aren't they? Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, t- tell me about these diamonds in the crown, though. So, the one that Camilla's got rid of uh-huh. is the Kohinoor diamond. Uh, so it's a big chunky one that was in the centre. It's believed to be the world's most expensive diamond, but it's claimed by India, and India, of course, say it should be returned. And then the ones that Camilla's put in to the crown instead of the Kohinoor. Uh, known as Cullinan 3rd, 4th and 5th. Right. I don't know what happened to 1st and 2nd. Um, <laughs> don't ask <laughs> questions. Don't I, think, I think this is one of those ones where it's like, don't ask what happened to numbers 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> they probably say, don't ask where these diamonds came from. No. Uh, when they're doing the swap in and Well, because they're from South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So those, yeah, the, the Cullinan trio are from South Africa. So the TLDR of this is basically, Camilla has swapped out one extremely large expensive colonial diamond for three slightly smaller but still incredibly expensive colonial Diamonds. See, si. see, si. see, si, senor. And and actually, she's wearing them in a secondhand crown, right? Yeah, recycle, reduced, reused, recycle. This is the first time in history, recent history, uh, that a, a crown will be used again. 
That's so 2023 of the royal family. I, I love know, it. I they're know. really they're one of us. They are one of us. They're really they're changing. They're changing, yeah. aren't they? You know, yeah. to 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 enter the modern world. Mm. Mm. On that note, that's newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells, and I'm Emil Donovan. If you enjoyed this episode, please do give us a follow on your favourite podcast player. And if you know someone else who'd enjoy this podcast, indeed, if anyone has a line to Camilla, um, please do share it with them as well. We would very much appreciate their patronage. Also, remember, you can follow us across all your social channels. Search for us at Newsable NZ. Have a great Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Oh, oh heaven. I don't know, but what a great time to realise it. Best day of the week. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz support. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that got to journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, 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 we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing iffy in there. On. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.